Welcome back to another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. I'm so excited you're here because today we are talking about one of the most powerful things you can do to improve your financial well-being overall and long-term, and that is getting consistent pay increases. One of my favorite things to see people do that, in my opinion, can help you move leaps and bounds closer to a lower stress life with more freedom is to get a pay increase and invest all of it. There is nothing that makes me happier. Okay, okay, maybe a dog or three, but seriously, if you are already living comfortably and if you can work on getting consistent pay increases and then investing all of them, you will be amazed at what becomes possible and the doors that open up for you financially. But first, there's the matter of securing the raise itself in a way that is both sustainable and consistent, and one of the most effective ways to do that is through regular quarterly reviews. So today, we're going to talk about just that, the anatomy of your quarterly review with your boss. We'll cover when to schedule it, how to prepare, and what to cover during the meeting. Let's jump in. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar, and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. Are you gearing up to secure the biggest raise of your career? If so, I have something you're going to want. It's my Make More Money Starter Kit, and it covers the exact process I use to get a raise four times the national average. This free guide walks you through three key decisions you need to make to get the biggest raise of your life, specific calculations for things you should be compensated for like commute, benefits, and inflation, and provides helpful tips like a six-point checklist for your quarterly performance reviews with your manager and 44 power words for your resume and professional profiles. Grab your copy of the Make More Money Starter Kit at jessicatolar.com slash get a raise. That's jessicatolar.com slash get a raise. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. Before jumping in, first it's time for my two-minute mini-segment, Expats in El Salvador. So last time we spoke, we had just finished up our trip to Guatemala and celebrated Christmas here in El Salvador. And it feels like so much has happened since then. It might be hard to fit it all into a two-minute summary, but I will give it my best shot. So here are the highlights. First of all, we had an interesting New Year's Eve spent in the security line at the airport. Yep, you heard that right. 
Due to our bank in the United States freezing our accounts because of quote-unquote suspicious activity of us transferring money from one of our own bank accounts to another of our own bank accounts at the same bank. I agree, it makes no sense. But the bank froze our account and said that the only way they could unfreeze it is if we came in person to verify our identities. Insane, but it made for an interesting few weeks. So, yes, we flew home at 2 a.m. New Year's Day, two hours after the turn of the year, and had a very intense, very busy 10 days in Texas dealing with the bank and some other things at our rental house. And even though it was a bit stressful, there were definitely silver linings. It was so great to see our families, get a taste of some cold weather, and to do some of our favorite cold weather activities like snuggling by the fireplace and relaxing in the hot tub. During all of that, I was also in the middle of launching my course, Investor Prep School, which you heard about on the last episode, so the last few weeks were certainly an act of balance. Upon returning to El Salvador, we are settling into the new year, and I've been focused on releasing each module of Investor Prep School for those who signed up, while Corey has been busy working on some updates to our house here. We're fixing the septic tank and the roof and working on deciding what's next for this property short or long-term rental, or maybe selling it. So I will keep you posted on that. So that's it for today's segment of Expats in El Salvador. I hope you enjoyed a little behind-the-scenes look into our life here. All right, so let's get into today's episode. And first up, I would like to talk about why quarterly reviews matter in the context of consistent pay increases. In my opinion, it is twofold. Number one, Although your manager may notice day-to-day that you're doing good work, having a specific dedicated time where the primary focus is simply on just how good of a job you're actually doing is helpful. Bosses are busy, and although they probably know in a general sense that you're doing what they ask, hitting deadlines, and taking initiative, it's good to discuss in no unclear terms exactly what it is you've been working on and, more importantly, how it relates to your boss's goals and your company's goals. This will help raise your good performance to the top of their mind for the duration of the performance review meeting and hopefully afterward, especially if you approach it in a way that aligns back to what matters to your boss, which again is their own goals that they will be reporting to their own boss. And number two, having regular reviews over time slowly positions you and your manager's subconscious for a raise, and when the time comes, makes the conversation much less jarring and more likely to end up with a successful outcome. Think about it. Do you think you're more likely to successfully land a raise if you quietly work all year, hope your boss notices, and then, out of the blue, ask for a pay increase? Or do you think that you would be more successful if you're regularly checking in, showing your progress and proof you're doing good work, and then eventually, after months of this behavior, ask for a raise? I'd say 9 out of 10 times, the second option is the way to go. So, now that you understand why quarterly reviews matter in the context of consistent pay increases, let's talk about when to schedule them, how to prepare, and what to cover during the meeting. The first thing you need to know is when the fiscal year is for your company. Does it run on a normal calendar year from January to December, or does it run on some other schedule? It's not uncommon for companies to run on an irregular cycle, so be sure you know the answer to this, and if you don't, ask your manager or your HR representative. 
Once you know the dates of your fiscal year, I suggest setting a reminder for the last day of each quarter and getting your review scheduled with your boss within two weeks of quarter close. Again, do not rely on your manager to schedule your review. They are busy, they are human, and they may forget. And ultimately, it is up to you to look out for yourself, your career development, and your financial journey. Be proactive about this, especially if your company does not have a formal review process, which many don't. Simply put 30 minutes on your boss's calendar within two weeks of quarter close and title it something like quarterly review or something simple. If it's your first time doing it, you can add a little bit of context in the invite like, Hey Mary, I'd like to get into the cadence of scheduling regular performance reviews to ensure alignment on goals and progress. Something like that. Now, let's talk about how to prepare for your quarterly review. And if you got distracted, listen up because what I'm about to say is one of the most important takeaways from this episode. To prepare for your quarterly review, you need to know what your goals are, and to know what your goals are, you need to know what your boss's goals are for your team. Let me explain. I was in corporate for enough time to know that this isn't always very clear-cut, so if you find yourself thinking, I don't know what my goals are, and I definitely don't know what my boss's goals are, then you need to ask. Again, if that's you, then I suggest setting up a time with your boss ASAP to have this conversation. Frame it accordingly. For example, if you schedule this conversation like at the beginning or the end of the calendar year or the fiscal year, you could say something like, hey, Mary, I want to ensure we're on the same page about my goals as we head into the new year. Or if you're asking at a more random time, maybe mid-year, you could just say, hey, Mary, I was hoping we could meet to discuss my goals for the coming months. I think aligning and getting very specific on the goals I should be working to hit and adding numbers where possible will help me be even more effective in meeting my team's objectives and the company's. Something like that. Again, always tie it back to how you want to ensure that the team is doing well as it aligns back to the company's goals because your boss cares about his or her goals and his or her team's performance. Ideally, show up to that conversation with some drafted goals. That's best case, right? The less work on your boss's end, the better. But just be sure to leave that meeting in alignment with your manager on what you should be working toward. One last note on goal setting. Avoid vague goals like the plague, okay? Don't set goals like increase social media performance. Get specific. Try for something more like Increase leads generated by social media by 10% by the end of the quarter. Include a specific metric and a number. If you can, look at historical data for your goal. Look at what a typical increase is for the quarter and then use that or add a percentage point or two. If you're not sure or if there is no historical data to refer back to, a 10% increase or improvement is typically safe. Just be sure to tell your boss, You know, Mary, I couldn't find any benchmark data, so to start, I'm drawing a line in the sand at 10%, and then next quarter we can adjust as needed. Once you have clarity around your quarterly goals, that is what you're going to use to prepare for your quarterly review. Again, the more numbers you can include, the better, because that makes it obvious if you've hit your goal. So all quarter long, you should be focused and working on hitting those goals that you and your boss agreed on. 
As soon as the quarter closes, your priority is to pull any data or metrics that can prove that you hit your goals. And that is how you prepare for your quarterly review. In your quarterly review, here's what you need to cover. You want to remind your boss of the goals that the two of you agreed on and show up with the information and proof you prepared that showed that you hit your goal or didn't. Remember, if you missed your goal, that's okay too. Own it and show up to the meeting with data that shows the actions you took in an effort to hit your goal, why you think you missed the mark, and your exact plan on how to improve it this next quarter. Don't forget, again, your boss is human too. They've missed some goals in their life. What's important here is that you own it and that you are proactive about showing what you did, why you think it didn't work, and what you can do to improve it. Once you walk through the previous quarter's goals, don't forget to agree on the coming quarter's goals with your boss before leaving the meeting. Then the process begins again. Now, you might be wondering how this all comes together and results in a pay increase, right? Let me explain. Generally, I recommend asking for your pay raise in your quarter three review and only if you've had at least two previous quarterly reviews, and here's why. First, you need to have a few quarterly reviews under your belt to show that you've been adding value to your team and your company for some time now, like at least six months to a year. And second, I think asking for a raise in your Q3 review just before the start of Q4 is strategic because many companies set their annual budget during quarter four. So if you wait to ask for your raise until the end of quarter four in your quarter four review, you may have missed your opportunity since raises are things that need to be worked into the overall budget. Here's the big picture. You need to get into the habit of, number one, ensuring you and your boss are aligned and very clear about the goals you should be working on, and number two, scheduling quarterly reviews to see what's working and what's not, and to agree on your goals for the next quarter. Having these clear-cut expectations and regular touch bases makes it really obvious that you're doing a five-star job and helps position you in your boss's subconscious as someone they can count on as a leader. Additionally, these regular check-ins will make it less surprising, more reasonable, and more likely for success when you do ask for your raise, which again, I typically recommend doing in your quarter three review just before the start of quarter four. If you're ready to position yourself to consistently get the biggest raises possible, then I would love to share the exact process I used to secure the two biggest pay raises of my career, resulting in an overall increase of my salary by 86%. And if you want to see what that could do for your salary, as a fun aside, take your pay and multiply it by 1.86. That's what an 86% salary increase or pay increase would look like for you. In any case, I've documented my entire process inside my free guide, the Make More Money Starter Kit. Look, there is nothing quite like being paid what you deserve, and this guide will help convince even the most doubting of managers that you're worth it. You'll get three key decisions you need to make to land that pay raise and a specific plan to start making more money, proven tactics that I use to land a $30,000 pay increase, detailed action steps on how to track your successes and use them to get a raise, and exact calculations for things that you could be paid for, like your commute, 401k match, and more. You'll walk away with the data points you need to start making what you deserve and a plan on how to actually make it happen. 
I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes for you at jessicatoller.com slash 039. So check it out and prepare to be paid what you're worth. As we close out, I hope you feel inspired to take action today by putting time on your manager's calendar to either align on goals or have your quarterly review. And if it's not time for your quarterly review and you already know what your goals are, just set that reminder for quarter close so that you can schedule your quarterly review within two weeks of the end of the quarter. Keep on advocating for yourself and remember your worth. You are valuable and you should be paid accordingly. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Goodbye July podcast. And until next time, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.